Okay. Lord God, we thank you for this time together. We thank you, oh God, for uh, this uh, hour of study together. We thank you, Lord God, for your presence. We thank you for your mercy and grace and goodness. For the beauty of this new day, oh God, we give thanks to you. We thank you for all that you're doing, God, and we thank you for who you are. And so, Father, we ask that you will lead and guide us by the aid of your Holy Spirit as we continue, oh God, in the study uh, that you have led us to be in, in the name of Jesus. We love yeah. you. We give thanks to you. And we ask in these prayers in faith, in Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right. So tonight we are continuing uh, with 1 Timothy. 1 Timothy and chapter 5 is where we are. And we know that uh, pastor has led us uh, for a season uh, in uh, Timothy, and we've, we've had that break because of the of Summer Institute, but we're now uh, back and we're thanking God for uh, Summer Institute and all that the Lord has done uh, to bless us, his people. Uh, this week, we're continuing with Paul's instructions to Timothy. Uh, Pastor covered the areas uh, in Timothy of uh, discussing false teachers, uh, instructions on worship. Uh, he addressed concerns of overseers and deacons. And, uh, and then uh, last week, looking at instructions that are personally given to Timothy. Uh, because Paul wants Timothy to be as strong and as effective as he can be. Um, so um, he says to Timothy, have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. And then it says, train yourself to be godly. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young. Set an example. That is, be an example. And do not neglect your gift. Uh, be diligent in these matters. So he is, he is uh, trying to uh, undergird Timothy and, and to help him to see in the areas that he is encouraging him to, uh, to be encouraged in. Uh, this week, we come to uh, further uh, instructions to Timothy and advice regarding widows, elders, and slaves. And uh, this is a piece, and, and Pastor Keith and I were laughing because he says, okay, yeah, uh, the, the you're gonna deal with the widows and, um, and and all of these pieces that that might be a little bit controversial, and I said, listen, you give me the hard part, and so we are we are going on uh, with what uh, he has instructed us to do as we look now uh, at this chapter five, and uh, <coughs> just begin with verse one. And so it is advice uh, regarding widows, elders, and slaves. Um, let's just begin reading. If I can get someone to begin reading, um, uh, to read this particular scripture, verses from verses one through um Uh, 1 through 15. I will read it. Okay. Um, this is chapter 5, number one, verse 1 through 15. I mean, 1 through, did you say 15? Yes. Uh, yes. Mm -hmm. Do not rebuke an older man, but exhort him as a father, younger men as brothers, older women as mothers, younger women as sisters with all purity. Honor widows who are really widows, but if any widow has children or grandchildren, let them first learn to show piety at home and repay their parents. For this is good and acceptable before God. 
Now she who is really a widow and left alone trusts in God and continues in supplications and prayers night and day. But she who lives in pleasure is dead while she lives. And these things command that they may be blameless. But if anyone does not provide for his own, and especially for those of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Verse nine, do not let a widow under 60 years old be taken into the number and not unless she has been the wife of one man, well reported for good works. If she has brought up children, if she has lodged strangers, if she has washed the saints, the saints feet, if she has received the afflicted, if she has diligently followed every good work, but refuse the younger widows, for when they have begun to grow wanton against Christ, they desire to marry, having condemnation because they have cast off their first faith. And because, I'm sorry, and besides, they learn to be idle, wandering about from house to house, and not only idle, but also gossips and busybodies, saying things which they ought not. Therefore, I desire that the younger widows marry, bear children, manage the house, give no opportunity to the adversary to speak reproachfully. For some have already, I'm sorry, for some have already turned aside after Satan. Mm. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. So we're this is um this is a text and um, Paul Paul is admonishing Timothy on this on this issue of widows and the older men and the older women and the younger ones and the uh, younger men and women and how what the support, what the response should be uh, regarding these pieces. Uh, now, how many of you know what God has a heart for uh, certain groups of people? Does anybody know what those groups are? Widows and orphans. Widows and orphans. Yes. yes. Anybody else? Somebody say something. Children. Children. Orphans. And one that's not spoken of much are strangers. But, but there's heavy emphasis on widows and on orphans. Um, this particular scripture has more to do with Christian ethics and godly character than anything else. Because it's about relationships uh, listen to Exodus uh, 20 and 12. It says, honor your parents. Honor your parents. Now, verse 1 says it this way. Do not rebuke an older man harshly, but exhort him as if he were your father. Treat your uh, younger men as brothers, older women as mothers and younger women as sisters with absolute purity. It is about relationships. So when it says honor the, the older, oh, honor your parents, but it says here, uh, do not rebuke <coughs> the older man harshly, but exhort him as if he were your father. The elderly have a special heart for God, and God has God has a special heart for the elderly, and it's exhorting us to have a, to have a heart for those who have grown and who have matured uh, in Him. So the basis 
for a stable society is a stable family. Say, so in, in humanity, to humanity breeds a warped and unstable society. So we treat the older man as if he was a father and the older women as if they were your mothers. Younger men as brothers and younger women as sisters. Why? Why, why would God exhort us to treat older people who are not related to us as if they were our parents? Younger men and younger women treat them as if they were our brothers and our sisters. Any, any, any thoughts? Why would God want us to treat them in that manner? I think it's a part of relationship and being a part of God's family. So, you know, everybody, just because you're not blood, and since, you know, as we stated earlier, he has a certain affinity to certain people, you know, certain groups, you mm -hmm. know, to recognize them and to bring them in and treat them as he, he treats us. Amen. as part of his family to have them because they're part of his family for us to give them that honor and respect and treat them that way as well. Amen. And Amen. hopefully, and hopefully you're not going to mistreat your own mother and your own father. Amen. Amen. And you're going to have a, a sense of responsibility to your brothers and your sisters. So you're not going to mistreat them. So I see that as, the way we, he expects us to treat others. Amen. Amen. And because God shows compassion to all. So that's one thing he wants us to do. Be compassionate. 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 My father always raised us in the church as to love each other and treat each other as you wanted to be treated. I think a lot of it has to do with respect for mm -hmm. one another and in their character. Amen. Amen. Respect, love, honor, compassionate. It's, 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 we're the family of God. We're, we're in God's family. Amen. And so we treat them, others who are not in our biological family, as family members because we are all in the family of, of God. God. Amen. Yeah. Amen. And so all of those responses are appropriate uh, in, this, in this place. Uh, so as people of faith, we would never disrespect our parents. And therefore, uh, we would never disrespect those who are our elders. Paul is teaching Timothy and us to treat seniors with respect and dignity. And this is a matter again of Christian ethics and godly character. It represents who God is. You know, when I was growing up and uh, we, we, my mother and father took in a gentleman, his name was Mr. White, I'll never forget him, Mr. White. He was an older man uh, I, and as the, the little girl, I mean, he looked to be about 90. I mean, he was, he was, he was up there in age and his, his children did not want to take care of him. They did not want him. And my parents took this man in. We had a, we had a, a, a back porch that had a room on the back porch. And it was where we kept the bicycles and the skates and all that stuff. And my parents cleaned out that room, cleaned it out, put curtains up, painted the room, put a uh, rug on the floor, a heater back there because it was not heated. And they took him in and they kept him until he passed. Wow. And they, and they arranged for the funeral service for Mr. White. I'll never forget it as a child, having that experience and watching them care for this older gentleman. 
And so, so this, this is, they took him in as their own father and took care of him. This is, for me, that represented godly character, a godly caring and compassionate uh, for, of compassion for other people. Um, so what God is saying is treat them as you would your own parents. Now we know that today, that there is there is there's a lot of mistreatment going on. Amen. We hear it in the news. Some of us know of people, uh, children who mistreat their parents, talk to them in a kind of way. And of course, we know that there are some parents who talk to their children in a kind of way. Yes. But God is calling us to represent him. Amen. Amen. Excuse me. Excuse me one second. It's okay. So, um, I hope you get better. I hope you feel okay, and I hope you feel like this is fine. Thank you. You've been awesome. I'll be here next night. I'll see you in a few. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry about that, you all. That's okay. So, uh, so this is this is this is. Well, thank you for understanding younger men and women as sisters and brothers. Treat them as family with absolute purity. Now, why would God say this? Treat your younger uh, brother, your younger men and women as sisters and brothers. Treat them as family <coughs> with absolute purity. What is Paul getting to? The gap in love that Christ has for us, we should mimic uh, Christ in all that we do. And that's one of the things that was mentioned a little early, how God loves us. So we should mimic him as followers of Christ. Amen. Amen. There is always a possibility of Satan uh, intervening. Yes. And planting seeds of negative thoughts and thoughts Amen. that are not of God. Amen. In the hearts of God's people who really want to do what's right. So Paul is, in essence, is saying, don't allow flesh to get in the way Amen. of your Christian character right. and ethical values. Because, because it's easy to give in to the whims of the flesh. Amen. Because we're talking about young men and women, how to treat them as brothers and sisters, Amen. not as an opportunity, but as brothers Amen. and sisters in Christ. Amen. 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 And so, you know, I'm just this week, and you all heard this on the news this week, a teacher who took advantage of a student. Amen. I heard that this morning. And she was arrested. Yes. Um, it's painful. You send your child to school mm. and the hope is that the teacher would be honest and would treat them as students and not an adult. And that's what she did. So Paul is saying, treat them as brothers and sisters. Christ, that's right. Not, not manipulate and take advantage of them. And we know that there are people who, who will do that. Uh, and, this is, and this is not the first incident of that, of that kind that has happened before. Amen. We're called to uh, treat them with respect and to treat them as brothers and as sisters. You know, back in the day, um, talking about in, in biblical times, it it was just a, a, a family. Family just took care of one another. 
if we if we oh, came man. into the household of others, yeah. we would be treated as family. Now, of course, you have those who, like today, will will uh, you know there are those who will go in the opposite direction, as there as is in the case today. But for the most part, it was a given that the treatment of those who were uh, younger or those who were peers or those who were older will have a level of respect and care uh, by, by the people of faith. So one commentary states, such relationships should not be ruined by improper sexual overtones, but be uh, typified by mutual respect. So in other words, it is not an opportunity to take advantage of somebody. And we wouldn't do that, but we but but there are people who will do that. Amen. That's true. Back in the day, uh, Reverend Brian, I can recall as a child, no matter where I was in the community, um, most most people knew each other. The mm -hmm. neighbors knew each other. Mm -hmm. And you've heard We've heard, you know, it takes a village to raise a child. And I was blessed to be a part of that village. And if I was doing something I had no business doing, which was mm -hmm. never, of course, um, <laughs> it would get back to my mother. Amen. Our mother, which <laughs> before we got home. So, you know. You were lucky I was muted on when you said we, that. We were in a we were blessed to have a community of faith. Right now, you don't even know who your neighbors are in most cases. That's the truth. That's a very unfortunate thing. And um, my my 99-year-old neighbor and I have gone across the street to welcome a young family into the neighborhood. And they look at us like, you know, what are you up to? What is this all about? They don't really understand that kind of community. Yes, wow. yes. That's Thank sad. You. It's sad what our world has come to, but mm -hmm. you know, we, we have to be respect. We were taught to be respectful of our elders Amen. in terms, not just by word, but by watching like you did, seeing what our parents did. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Amen. 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 Greatest lesson. I mean, the, the community, you're right, that we were we were raised by the community. Amen. Amen. Looked out for one another, but now people don't know their neighbors. Uh, it's, it's, you make every, you know, we can uh, try to reach out, but, but sometimes neighbors, uh, they, they don't want to be bothered, depending on where you live. We had a, a tree limb before, I think I shared this before and to, to fall. And um, my neighbors came over and I just happened to look out the window and see them out there. And I, I went out and they said, oh no, we're, we're gonna get, you know, she and her husband came over together. We're gonna get this for you. And they, he had his long trimmer and he cut the limb because it was hanging down. He cut the limb and broke it up and put it in the, in the container. Um, just sweet neighbors, but that's not always the case. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So growing up, and I think all of us had that experience growing up that we, our neighbors looked out for us and told it when we didn't do what was right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, when you, so when you got home, you are, you, they already heard it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my, so let's move on to uh, this next section. Give proper recognition to those widows who are really in need. But if a widow has children or grandchildren, these should learn first to do all to put their religion, first of all, to put their religion into practice by caring for their own family and so repaying 
their parents and grandparents. For this is pleasing to God, the widow who is really in need and left all alone, puts her hope in God and continues night and day in prayer and to ask God for help. Widows, God has a special place in his heart for widows. Amen. Which means that we too should have a special place in our hearts for the widow. Widows are, were particularly vulnerable in ancient society. They were vulnerable because there were no pensions, no government support or assistance, no life insurance. There were no means of support. They relied heavily on family and the church for support. As a matter of fact, one uh, commentary said this about the church at Jerusalem, that it was all, they were all, Paul was always raising money for the church at Jerusalem. So why were they always running out of money? And one commentary said, because the number of, of widows were increasing. There was always war and, all, and, and, and trauma. But the widows, it says, were increasing. But the church in biblical times took care of the widows. But Paul says that if they have children and grandchildren, that they should learn, first of all, to put their religion into practice, that is, and care for their family members. You know, we, we are, as a people, have been known to take care of our parents and grandparents. If, if, if it hasn't happened to you, you know somebody that it has happened to, amen? Caring for grandparents or even parents. If anybody had the experience, Amen. 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 We even took care of the elderly, the very elderly. Yes. Parents and grandparents and other elderly folk in the community. Yes. My father died when he when I was 16. And my mm -hmm. mother lived to be 97. So oh that you goodness. can see that big gap there. Yes. But um as a family, we made sure that she didn't want for anything. Amen. Or need, you know, had need for anything. Praise God. Well, well Dr. Bryan, when I was 10 years old, there was an elder lady, sister, uh, sister Sally White down the street, Miss Sally White. And when I went down there to help her, and I was like 10, 11, 12 years old, to help her to rake the yard and do all of that. She would mm -hmm. try to give me something for doing that work. And my mother would tell me to take it back, not to take anything from her. Mm. So she would try to slip me something and tell me, don't tell your mama that I gave it to you. <laughs> yeah, because my mother expected you to take care of the widows and the elderly without yes. taking anything from them. But, but because they needed the help, you're supposed to do it. Amen. Amen. And not expect anything in return. That's right. Dr. Bryant. Yes. The worst whippings I ever got was, you know, my father had a grocery store. And anytime a widow came in and asked for a dozen of eggs, she was supposed to get a baker dozen or more. And I just didn't understand the concept. So one day one of the widows came by and said, Mr. Lloyd, Lloyd Jr. didn't give me all my eggs. <laughs> and so he said, no problem. He called me and told me to give her another dozen. Well, when she left, you know he had a little meeting with me. And he said she needed that extra egg or eggs. So anytime someone a widow comes in and needs an extra cup of flour or sugar, let them have it. God is giving to us, bless them. So I always remember that. Amen. What a story. Give them more 
than they ask for. Blessing, blessing them, blessings poured out on them, which is a which is a joy, really. Any other stories? Yes, I have one. Um, we had a, a lady who she was a widow that stayed next to us when we were younger on Martin Street, because we were members of Martin Street Baptist Church at that time. And my baby sister would always disappear. Her name was Miss Ella Sturdivant. And if we, if Deborah got missing, that's where she would be at Miss Sturdivant's house. <laughs> they used to say, she, back in those days, they, we had coal, coal uh, heating, coal stoves. And she had this big old bed that went across the back of her house. And she would call mama and say, well, if come over here and get some coal in for me, and I would always go over there and do it. And yes, I was expecting a nickel or dime to run across the street to get some cookies, two for a penny or whatever. I always, in the back of my mind, remember my mama would say, don't you take a dime from Miss Ella. She's good to us. That's right. And, and the way that, that, that she was like the grandmama away from home. You know? Yes. My grandmother stayed in Virginia and one stayed down on on, on, on Hargett Street. And right next door, I had a grandma. <laughs> and I was taught to give her the utmost respect. Amen. Amen. And so, you know, God is, is, is teaching us and want us to give that respect and when you give that respect, it comes back. Francis said her mother lived to be 90-something years old. <laughs> well, that's a blessing. I was looking in um, uh, Facebook earlier and saw that Miss Edwards, this is BJ's mother, uh -huh. is just celebrated her 90th birthday. Yes, indeed. Yes. But that's, that's another example of how they take care of their mother. Their, their mother um, and you'll you'll always see uh, them and and others who are right there with her taking care of her um, but we're God is, has asked us to take special care of the widows so God is greatly concerned about the plight of the widows it started back in the Old Testament now Exodus 20 22 and 22 do not take advantage of the widow or the orphans. If you do, there are repercussions and there are consequences. That's God's promise. So we've been, we've been instructed from the Old Testament through the New Testament, take care of the widows. Acts 6 and 1, the Grecian Jews complained against the Hebrew Jews because their widows were being overlooked and the daily distribution of food. Remember that story in Acts? This is when the apostles led the people to choose seven uh, men of good report to oversee this task and to serve as deacons of the church. And Stephen was one of those so that they could then be freed up to deliver the word, to preach the word. In Acts, uh, in James chapter one and verse 27, True religion that is acceptable to God is this, to look after the orphans and the widows in their distress and keep oneself from being polluted by the world. This is, these are, these are scriptures where the emphasis, God's emphasis are placed on caring for the widows. In Acts 9 and 36 and on, Tabitha, remember the story of Tabitha or Dorcas? They called her Dorcas or uh, Tabitha, who died. And she was uh, raised back to life by Peter. But she was known as a, as a leader of the widows. And at her death, all the widows came and they, they shared in this process, this mourn, they were mourning for her but they were all showing their robes and clothing 
that and, and items that Dorcas had made for them, blessing them. This woman represents what Paul is saying to Timothy, those widows who have proven themselves to be uh, in good standing, so to speak. Uh, Peter prayed and told her to get up and she did. And they were in supportive, uh, they were in a supportive and godly fellowship with one another. And that's the reason that, you know, the church has the senior size. Remember senior size? And, um, and that's where the, the seniors came together. I think it was every Monday. I can't, maybe, maybe. Well, we still, the, well, the, <laughs> we still get together. Still get together. I couldn't but get look, it out. Francis, but we just now, started back getting back together. We're on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Tuesdays and Thursdays. Praise God. But look, Francis, <laughs> this is the thing. We are now in that group. That's right. Back that's started, that's why I said we. We, we were not there. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But but we, look, we graduated, so <laughs> we have, we have become a part of of the group of that supports. It's a support mechanism, mm -hmm. and it gives the seniors something to look forward to. And so I'm glad to see that it started back because I I probably need to become part of it too. <laughs> we're you know we're 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 all there just about now. First um, Corinthians seven and eight says, "If um, let's see, for let me read this verse. Let me go back here. So Paul says to Timothy, give the people these instructions too, so that no one may be open to blame. If anyone does not provide for his relatives and especially for his immediate family, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. I think we're all in agreement that we love our family members and we take care of our family members. There are, however, those who have no regard for their family members. And some of them who would say, let them make it, let them pull themselves up by their own bootstraps. They forgot that they didn't pull themselves up by their bootstrap, bootstrap. Somebody, somebody, as a songwriter says, somebody prayed for me. And somebody also reached back and picked them up. And so we have to remember that we are called to represent who he is. No widow may be put on the list of widows unless they are over 60, has been faithful to their, her husband and is well known for her good deeds, such as bringing up children, showing hospitality, washing the feet of the saints, helping uh, those in trouble, and devoting herself to all kinds of good deeds. Then when I read the story of Dorcas or Tabitha, I, I, I think about that, that this is what all the, the, the people, the widows came to her uh, during that time when she lost her life and they showing these goods and robes and beautiful things that she had made. <coughs> she was, she had served uh, her, her, um, herself, her, her Lord and her God well and her community. And there are others. I mean, we can think of a number of people. There was a lady in my neighborhood named Miss Betty. And Miss Betty served the entire community until she passed. My mother was one. And, and I know that you all, uh, your mothers, we can think back over the days and over the times when we've seen them serve in ways that as a child, you wonder, you know, my mother would invite people in to eat. I mean, we didn't have but one chicken. <laughs> I mean, and there she was inviting people in to eat. And, every, and, it, and it was enough for everybody. Everybody got a little beat. Everybody. 
And so, um, but no widow may be put on the list of widows. Now, commentary says that there was a list of widows, particularly at the church at Ephesus, but I'm sure that most of these places, Jerusalem and so forth, kept a list of the widows so that they know how many they've got to serve. Widows in good standing, because it says that the, the widows on the list to be over 60 has been faithful in, uh, with, uh, to her husband and so forth and so on. But then there is a, a list, there is a, another uh, group of widows as uh, younger widows do not put them on the list. Now, why would Paul say that? You saying Timothy they don't put them on the list? Anybody know why? Because they probably would remarry. They would remarry. They would remarry. She says so when their sensual uh, desires overcome their dedication to Christ, they want to marry. Thus, they bring judgment on themselves because they have broken their first pledge. Besides, and it goes on to they're getting into bad habits and so forth. Well, if you're, if you're young, the thinking is, and Paul is saying, giving them the, 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 the latitude, you, you will remarry again. So uh, the church at Ephesus seems to have maintained a list of widows supported by the church. And, but however, there is no evidence of an order of widows. It appears that those on the list were expected to devote themselves to prayer and good deeds. Um, and, I'm, and, and I'm sure that they did. But if they got married again, then it would mean that their, their um, attention to Christ would have been sort of displaced and now placed on their spouses rather than on Christ. And so that is the reason that he says here, uh, let's see, where is it? I can't find my place now, but that they will, um, their devotion to Christ would be, would, would be um, a distraction by marriage. And so Paul says it's better for them to marry rather than, as in Corinthians, rather than burn but get married. Any comments? Dr. Brown, I wanted to ask you one thing. When we were talking about uh, the widows and the children taking care of, it brought up to my mind the story of Ruth and, and Naomi, you know, because that she was, well, both of them were widows, but um, Ruth decided to help take care of um, Naomi. So many times, it's not our own family members, people outside, you know, in-laws and all, they will have just as much devotion, you know, for the widowed woman, you know, as their actual children. Amen. Amen. And good point, because those who are, who have the heart for God's people will step up Amen. Yes. and take care oftentimes more than family members as, as was the case with Mr. White and my parents. Yes. And so there are those who feel that if they, you know, they, they don't have the time, nor do they want to have the time, uh, they have their careers, their own families, and that's what they're focused on. But God says that we should take care of our parents about the, the widows and care for those who cannot take care of themselves because he talks about 
those uh, widows that are really widows, really in need, and those who have families, children and grandchildren, they can, they can afford to take care of them uh, in many instances, hey, just take care of them. And afford is not the word, but just take care of them. And the ones who are really in need, the church will take care of those. And so Paul is, is looking at how we can all work together to ensure that the widows are taken care of. Reverend Brian. Yes. I have a question in regard to the number 60. Do you think that number plays a big part today, whereas government take care of its elders, seniors at 62 with Social Security and 65 with Medicare? You think that where that number came from? You know what? That may be. That may very well be. But uh, and so at, at that age, you're aging out. If you work for 30 years, uh, you're you're aging and you, you know, they, so retirement, say, for example, for retirement, after you've done your 30 years, uh, if you if you that that is the retirement for the for that that company that you're working for then um, then you move into another uh, chapter of your life. And so I see social uh, security as, as, um, as, as a support. Um, yes. And perhaps that is, the, that is where the age came from. I don't know that to be a fact. Right, that, right, but that that certainly does uh, look like it could be. Right. Okay. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Amen. Um, let's go on. No widow may be put on the list. I've read that piece. As for younger widows, do not put them on such a list. For when the sexual sensual desires overcome their dedication to Christ they may marry. And, and we know that that is the, the case uh, for, for a number of them. Thus, they bring judgment on themselves because they have broken their first pledge. Well, what was the first pledge? Perhaps when the widows were added to the list, they pledged special devotion to Christ, which then if they marry, that pledge would be compromised because now the marriage has first place. And that's, that's not always the case, but, but certainly um, the devotion as a single uh, person, as a widow, like Anna, for example, in the temple, when Mary and Joseph brought Jesus and Anna was there and the scripture says that she was married seven years and after that she was widowed. But she stayed in the temple day and night praying and praising God. She never remarried. But her devotion to God continued. So that's just uh, one example of what uh, Paul may be talking about here. And then it goes on to talk about the, um, uh, thus they bring judgment on themselves because they have broken their pledge. Uh, besides, they get into the habit of being idle and going about from house to house. And not only do they become idlers, but also gossips and busybodies saying things that ought not to. So I counsel younger widows to marry, to have children, to manage their homes, and to give the enemy no opportunity for slander. Some have in fact already turned away from, to follow Satan. So uh, Paul is wanting to encourage Timothy to teach on these issues uh, such that to raise awareness, to um, uh, uh, take, a, take a good look at where, where they are, uh, young women, the church, the widows, 
young men and young women. And today, we need to take a good look at ourselves and ask the question, am I truly representing who Christ is? Am I doing what God has called me to do as it relates to widows and strangers and orphans and children? The ministry, the ministry as a whole representing who he is. So these are, these are some, uh, and this is an interesting pericope because it calls us uh, to be a little bit, to check our accountability. Now I know that we're all doing the best that we can, but we know people who may not be doing the best that they can. And we can share with them what God says. Are there any questions, any comments? Okay. Very good study. Okay, thank you. Very informative. So, 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 um, Pastor will be back next week and we'll continue with this particular uh, pericope. There are, there's a lot in here. And I know that um, some of these things are a little bit difficult uh, to deal with, but yet I think the church has to deal with these issues. Um, living in the times that we're living in right now, and all that's going on around us. There are, these, there are some difficult subject matters uh, that the church has to deal with. And so um, uh, the Lord puts things in our way so that we can't miss it. We have to talk about it. Amen. Amen. Um, are there any, any prayer requests before we come to closure? Yes, um, I like to lift up Alonzo's such 